0: Getting to the point where we can be, you know, the brand for supplements in pet, that, you know, whether it's a puppy, an adult, or in between, they have something that, you know, goes along the whole way. I mean, yeah. that's where we're kind of hoping to carve out our little little space. I guess
1: big space. I think that sounds like a very big yeah. opportunity. <music> Thanks for joining us here at the summit. This is Phil's Adventures Podcast, where we talk to amazing entrepreneurs, leaders and executives from around the world about their journey and their personal summit. Today, we're here with Ollie Bisto, who's the founder of uh, Pets Purist, one of our portfolio companies here at Phil's Adventures. Um, it's really great to kind of finally get you sat down and hear your story. Um, obviously, we invested um, in Pets Purist earlier on this year, and you joined Phil's Ventures as part of one of our members. So um, we love the business, but I think it's a great opportunity to kind of dive into the detail yeah, a little yeah. bit. Thank you for having me. No Not problem. To it. Yeah. So talk to us. When, when did you start Pets Purist with EV and how did that all come about? We, we saw an opportunity because
0: Evie had a couple of pet dogs, and they, they always had bad skin and things like that. And thought we wouldn't put chemicals in ourselves, so you know why? You know, why would we do it with our dogs? So um, we were looking around and like seeing what we could use, and a lot of chemicals and things like that. And we we found a few natural products, and I think the first one was like salmon oil that we tried um, on the dogs, gave them that, and then you know the skin was a lot better and, and that kind of thing. And then from that, matching up the Amazon side of it, kind of thought you know. There's not really anyone doing lots on Amazon with it, so we, you know, put two and two together and decided to launch Pets Pure as the natural pet care range on
1: Amazon firstly, and then, yeah, grew it from there. I guess basically, it was you, yourself and your wife until very recently. How how did you work together? Did it work or ha- what happened? I started, and then once it got to a point where,
0: you know, we could get Evie involved, Evie got involved, and then I think like probably probably luckily not too long after that we had our first child. So like, I guess. The, the the difficult thing was was like working together, when you're at home you used to like both being equal. And mm-hmm. then as soon as you throw an environment of like someone's gotta tell someone to do something, it just becomes a bit like there's a bit of a, a thing there. So I think we got through it, but luckily not too soon after we had a baby and then Evie, you know, kind of she looks after the kids now and uh I think she can leave me to crack on with my computer. So yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, it was it was more of just a, a hierarchy thing that like is different when you're working together than it is when you're at home so that was the
1: only thing to have come but yeah,
0: yeah. it's all good fun
1: amazing and you know you're growing the business along comes your first child mm-hmm. how do you do both at once how do you how do you become a dad and scale a really successful business luckily it would
0: always been a lifestyle kind of business it would yeah. never been i kind of put off the whole serious corporate thing as as long as we possibly could. So the big change was obviously when when our first daughter came along, and just the time thing was just I had to be a lot stricter in terms of when I was working um, and, and kind of cutting off at you know certain times and things like that. Just being a bit more structured because before that I could you know if I wanted to work one day and just do it you know through the night or whatever then you could. But as soon as you know you've got a daughter, I think that's the the biggest change is just managing your time well, I guess, and and making sure you put time in for. Family side, yeah.
1: And so in Amazon, how big did you grow your business to before we invested? I think we got to,
0: it was about 6 million turnover, wow. I think. That was just you, basically? A lot of outsourcing stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, but <laughs> I think in terms of like the payroll, yeah, there was only, it was only me and Evie on the payroll. Wow. Um, but, yeah, just kind of outsourced as much as possible possibly could because kind of had always put off, like I said, put off as uh, anything too serious and hiring team members and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah it was just uh, just the two of us with, you know, outsourced agencies and freelance and things like that. So that
1: was it. Amazing. And this was predominantly in Amazon at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So that, how much of your business was Amazon versus? Yeah, it was, it, yeah, 98% probably. Right. So it's Amazon, basically yeah, it's Amazon business. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And obviously we met, um, obviously we loved the story. We loved what you were trying to do. Um, how's life changed since then?
0: practically the biggest thing is like having a team and yeah. and that kind of thing. Um I guess the other thing is just opening myself up to a lot of different like challenges I guess. Um quite easy to just like be on my laptop do what I know I'm doing and like just kind of focus on that. I think the last year has been a lot of new experiences and new things to I guess learn from scratch. So hiring a team, never done that before. The last year has just been a big learning curve on doing that. So I think yeah, the, the biggest change really has just been different experiences and like trying new things out and having to figure out how to do them and, and overcome it, I guess.
1: I think, you know, one of the big things is that hiring your first team, right? A lot of mm-hmm. people watching this going, you know, yeah. God, that's like a big step. Yeah. Sort of looking back now, that year and doing that, yeah. what were the things that went well? and What didn't go so well? Funny because everyone you speak to says
0: it's the hardest thing, and like, here's my tips, but even with that you still I guess make the same mistakes everyone else does so um, the first thing was I was almost willing to like take anyone who would who would like take take me do you know what I mean because it's been the whole time on my own and just in a spare bedroom it's like why would anyone really want to come and work you know for a, a one-man band essentially um so I think yeah initially it was just kind of willing to sounds sounds bad but like let, let anyone through the door most like you just kind of you know, you take who you can get. Um, and then kind of fast forward to 12 months now, it's like being a lot more selective on who, who you know, setting the bar a bit higher, I guess, in terms of who you, who you think is going to really like move the needle on your team. So not just someone who you think, I think with hiring recently it's been, but I think they're only going to do a similar job to what I would do, then there's no point having them. I've yeah. got to think they're going to do it like 10 times better than what I could possibly do. So I think, yeah, being a bit more selective and taking a bit more time and not... Just getting anyone involved. Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? Honestly, yeah. I think. What, if, like, what did you do, like, because you were pretty young with your first team, weren't you? So, how did you find it?
1: Um, I think, I think you, what you said before, you have to make the mistakes yourself a lot mm. of the time, yeah. um, and every business is different. Yeah. And the reality is, depending on what stage you're at, you know, you need a different team, a different set mm. of capabilities, and and you know, one thing I don't agree with is like you, you hire a, a top team and they're the right team all mm. the time. You need to like yeah. pivot and change, um, but. I think I think you know I've made every single mistake in the hiring book, <laughs> yeah. um, and everyone comes to me is, oh, they know how to do it well. i, I yeah, 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 it's not true. I yeah. think people are the biggest asset, but the biggest liability in the company. In a way, yeah. uh, if you find the great people, then you can do amazing things. But yeah. one person can drag a whole team down. Yeah. Um, so I think this is yeah, it's a real tough one. Yeah. So what? Obviously, looking looking back to next year now, what are your key? key priorities for the business, what are you trying to do? What's your vision? I think now,
0: changing from when, when we first took the investment and kind of just thought, let's just go at everything, yeah. like now we've been a lot more focused on what we're looking to do for the next year is really focusing on where we, we see the key areas of growth and rather than just thinking, because there are so many we could go at and like we, we've kind of wasted time on loads of stuff, I think really focusing on what those, like, key things are, is what our focus is for the next kind of year, two years going forward. Um I think obviously the kind of Amazon UK side is, you know, it's a few years ahead of everything else. So that kind of, just managing that, looking at the EU, looking at the US and then on the DTC side, complete learning curve for me and like finding out what the actual things are that we need to, I guess, track on the DTC side because it's, it's so different to Amazon. Um, Different ways of growing on DTC. So I think it's like We've almost had like a free hit for the last year to kind of just test a load of things and see what see what works, see what doesn't, and then really focusing on the things that did work going forward and, and pushing those. In um, terms of like, an act, like a long-term vision, looking at the opportunities are and, and going at them and seeing how well we can do it, I guess, rather than thinking, you know, five, ten years' time, don't know, see what happens. But yeah, the main thing is just, yeah, enjoying time with my family whilst running a business. Yeah.
1: I mean, from the outside, it looks like you really figure out how to make that balance of kind of work, work-life work balance, really. And a lot of founders struggle with that. Do you have to proactively think about it? Does it come naturally to you? Or how do you, how do you, how do you know, have this amazing work-life balance? I don't
0: know where you say that because I feel like I struggle with it as well. Like, mm. I don't feel like I've got it figured out at all. Um, I think, it, I guess I'm, I'm probably quite good at spending the time. My difficulty is, like, when I'm spending the time is, like, being able to switch off mm. whilst I'm doing it. So okay. I think quite strict in terms of like, I guess when I'm thinking about it, I just think in the grand scheme of things, like in, in five years time, am I going to worry about missing this work thing over a holiday with the family? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to choose the family first because making memories with my young kids is like better than anything kind of yeah. thing. So um, I've al- I have always kind of like try and think of it that way. But my my big thing is just being able to switch off in the moment, I guess. And yeah. and yeah, be Cliche, isn't it? But be present be present yeah. when I'm when I spend time with my kids. Um but I don't feel like, yeah, I struggle with it as well. Yeah. Um I think having Evie, you know, making sure she's like pulled me in the right direction yeah. helps as well. But I think I, I obviously enjoy work and like enjoy the like the game aspect of growing a business and things like that. That's how I see it. But I also do enjoy family time as well. So it's not it's not like I'm with my family thinking, Oh god, I wish I was doing that. When I'm on holiday after a few days and I switch off, I'm like, I'd much rather be doing this. <laughs> so I guess I, I enjoy it more yeah. than the day to day one in the business. So it's just making sure buying the time for both, I guess.
1: And now you've got this team and, mm. you know, the business is motoring, how have you had to change as a leader or become a leader essentially? Yeah. Uh has that been difficult, easy? How do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, pretty hard. It doesn't come naturally to me mm. at all. And I think
0: I'm definitely not there at all yet. Um just something, I was speaking with Maisie and the team yesterday about having to do like a end of year presentation and like try and inspire everyone for the next year and stuff like that is just like not my bag at all. I'm like <laughs> dreading it. Um, yeah, just a complete learning curve because obviously a year ago, didn't have to worry about it at all. I was, I guess, executing a lot of the stuff with the help of Outsourced. Now it's having to get other people to do the execution to the same kind of standard. And, and without those five, six years of experience that of doing it yourself, they don't have that. So like, it's getting them to be able to, I guess, think in the right way and, and make decisions that, it's hard because you can't hold them to the same account because you've got six years of experience of doing it day in, day out. So I guess that's the big struggle for me at the moment is, is going away from executing it and knowing I can do it myself to getting a team to do it and inspiring them that. Yeah. I guess, yeah, find it pretty hard to be fair and I don't think I've got it figured out, but, yeah, I think having having like a good core team around me, and like we've been reaching out to um, a few other advisors, along with obviously yourself and and, and and the guys at Fearless. Like, I think just having those touch points to help you along the way is is a good thing. So I've got some good good role models to look at. So, yeah. yeah, I think mentorship
1: is really important, right? And mm-hmm. and you need different people, different moments, and yeah. so on. I think also this whole when you when you create a team, you have to accept a certain amount of wastage in a way. Mm-hmm. But you've got to believe that the that actually what you're building is bigger than the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. bigger than what you had before essentially yeah uh, but you need to so it's a conviction point right yeah um, so that's really yeah interesting yeah because I think uh,
0: I came into it as like right it was what it was one person a year ago it's now eight yeah going to be eight times as <laughs> as, as big but it obviously <laughs> don't work that way I think no. we're getting a lot of things in place that should will help us scale obviously and yeah. and that takes time and. Learning so, yeah, getting there, but still a lot of way to go.
1: And What's your proudest moment in the journey so far?
0: I think, uh, obviously, like the the Times thing is pretty cool. Like, yeah. I can, I can like look at that and think, yeah, if I'm telling like my daughters when they're a bit older, oh, yeah, we were in the Times fast, that's a pretty cool thing to say. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it wasn't like I was like dead excited, it was just a came along and was, milestone, hap- yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't know
1: in terms of. There's not anything that stands out. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably I don't know what that says about me, but a lot. But like the thing is, you, every day you're trying to get, make the business better, right? Mm. And it's like incremental small steps. Yeah, yeah. There's never normally like a big, yeah, a big step, right? It's every. There's day. probably some like glaring thing that like
0: Evie will be like, oh, I can't believe you didn't mention <laughs> that. But yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what do you want to do long term? Like, what's your personal aspiration?
0: I think the only thing I've got at the moment is quite conscious of it is how quickly my daughters have grown up, especially Margot. like she's she's three now, and she's like a young teenager. So like it's just outrageous how fast. I think my main thing is just making sure that I enjoy that time and, you know, yeah. in five, ten years' time I don't look back and think, Oh, I wish I'd I, I think yeah, I'm definitely conscious of of that and making sure that the time now is kind of the best time with them and it yeah. always you know, it always will be as they grow up, but you know, you don't get that time back. So just making the most out of that is the biggest biggest thing for me, I think.
1: Do think being a father has changed the way you view the world and the business that you're trying to create, or definitely legacy, changed me? Like,
0: yeah. in terms of like emotion, emotion and things like that. Like with having daughters, just yeah, completely changed me. Um, and yeah, priorities obviously change, and um, everything now is for them. Mm. like nothing else really matters. So like that's always, I guess, that's going to influence a lot of decisions. And if that's the mindset, it's just yeah. That's all that matters, and everything kind of comes from that, I guess. Yeah.
1: You got this amazing team now. You're motoring along. What What would you say that the core values and the culture of the business you're creating are?
0: It's hard, isn't it? Because like you don't want it to be too contrived, but you need some kind of like guidance, I guess. Um, and I think, I, I guess, one of the big things for me was like the kind of constant improvement and and just learning from stuff. Um, if we go back and see. What the products and the website looked like a few years ago, like absolutely terrible. Mm. And you only get to, you know, better by constantly improving things like that. So I think one of the key things is just learning from whether it's mistakes or just whatever. It doesn't have to be a mistake. Just improving on things yeah. that you've done in the past. And the tricky thing is like making sure they have the confidence to give stuff a go and, and like, if if it goes wrong, it's fine. Yeah. It's just making sure that you're learning from it and not. It's not going wrong every single time, I guess. So yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing for me.
1: And obviously, you know, the world's in a strange place at the moment. Mm. Everyone's talking about, you know, are consumer brands going to be under pressure? Mm. People trying to save money. Yeah. What are you, how do you feel about that in the pet sector? And kind of, are you yeah. seeing any of that? Or I
0: just see so much opportunity in what we can do. So that kind of, yeah, there's, there is all that going on, obviously. But in terms of what I'm looking at and focusing on, there's so many opportunities for us out there, so I tend to just focus on the opportunities and know that there's lots to go at, rather than worrying about all that stuff. I guess. <laughs> What's
1: mm-hmm. the next phase of how you develop the business? Uh, what do you need to do?
0: Yeah, um, I think focusing more on like what what we're offering as a brand, and um, one thing we kind of focus on a bit is, is rather than it being a problem led approach, more of like a, a lifestyle. Preventative kind of thing, because at the moment a lot of our products are targeted. If you've got a problem, you buy this product. Whereas I think for us, if we can kind of change the mindset of people that, like like you do with humans, obviously you take vitamins and you know things like that to supplement your long your, your life journey and, and your lifestyle comes into that. Things change, you take different supplements. I think getting to the point where we can be, you know, the brand for supplements in pet that, you know, whether it's a puppy, an adult, or in between, they have something that you know goes along the whole way. I think that's where we're kind of hoping to carve out our little little space, I guess.
1: Big space. I think that sounds like a very big yeah. opportunity. Hopefully. And in terms of your own personal summit, what does that look like? Are you there? Have you reached it? Are you, is it to come? How do you feel about that? Uh, big question. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know.
0: I've Never really thought of anything like that personally. It will just go back to back to family again. Like a lot of the questions I've done, to be fair. But mm. yeah, I think um, just making. My daughter's better than what I was yeah at the at the end of it like if I can you know look back and they have a you know a great a great life, and like I think what I want is for them to enjoy what they do rather than just doing it you know doing a job yeah. for job's sake i'd rather if if they can like enjoy what they're doing and grow up just you know being happy that's all that matters really, so yeah. I think that's the the one thing I think personally, I' have probably like money was a big um i guess thing to get me to the start, and then when you get you know you you, you grow a business a certain size you' are like it doesn't matter at that point point. and then mm. um yeah, I think for them it's like they can just do things and enjoy them and nothing else really matters i guess
1: yeah you, I think you're the one of the most authentic leaders that I've ever met because you are very kind of clear about what's important to you yeah. and do you think that you think net, net that actually is a, a real positive for the team that work with you because they really understand you as an authentic leader? I guess I
0: probably need to be a bit more open with them about it. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say like I talk to them in this like I, yeah. you know I don't I don't sit down and have these kind of conversations with the team, so yeah. I guess that's probably something to learn is like just having the opportunity to be a bit more you know relaxed and, and, yeah. and chat about stuff that isn't work related. I don't think yeah, I think it's it's quite easy to just like come in. Had do what you need to do, crack on, and then not actually spend the time. I guess is that I'm still in the mindset of like you just come in, do what you need to do. But not everyone works like that, mm. and and finding that way to, I guess, give the team more of like a a rounded leader rather than just someone who has an idea of what opportunities there are and how we can do it. Like there's a, a whole other area to being a leader that yeah, not even scratch the surface. I guess so. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I can. I can put on that list I
1: guess yeah. silly <laughs> days but you know Yeah. thanks Ollie amazing yeah. story and you know as I said before the authenticity of kind of your values come across so much in terms of the business you built the brand and why you're here which is you know very refreshing so thank you very much and uh, everyone I hope you enjoy watching this Ollie is a fantastic entrepreneur please follow him personally please follow our podcast subscribe uh, leave us a review and also get in touch We're, we'd love to hear from you about the sorts of people you'd like to meet on this podcast and uh, topics you'd like to see. Thank you.